Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, David Farmer. Welcome to another edition of the Executive Minds Podcast. This is David Farmer, and I am thrilled to be with my good friend and co-mentor Shane Benson. Shane. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Welcome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'm glad to uh, feel like I've taken a little bit of a hiatus here. You know, sometimes my full-time job gets in the way of my part-time passion. Imagine that. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we just assumed that you're off loading up your wagon with all kinds of insights you can bring back to the podcast and share. It's actually what we're going to do today, right? Yeah. We just we both loaded up our wagon a little bit. Yeah, I got the uh, privilege to hang with Shane quite a bit. Uh, just in this last week, we were at an annual uh, Chick-fil-A event that we do for all of our awesome Chick-fil-A operators, and it, it is a, a thing to marvel. But uh, out of that, Shane and I are talking, and we're like, you know, th- there's a big opportunity to share. Well, I, what we're going to do today is five big ideas on how you can get your team energized for the future. So what I would say about that is whether it is a, a, a small work team, maybe it's a team you've got around a community endeavor, or it could be your whole organization, which is what we just experienced. There is enormous value in talking about the future and getting everybody on the same page and energized about it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we we had what I would call a really, really big party. So every Chick-fil-A operator and their spouse, if they were able, and all of our Chick-fil-A Support Center staff members and their spouses. Did I say spouse earlier? Yes, you did. Okay. Uh, We all went and uh, had a phenomenal time. Uh, on this experience over the course of a week. And so we're just going to share some of the things we learned from that. Yeah, and I think, too, um, as we think about how this translates to any leader, I think there's just opportunities, whether it's a huge conference that you're putting together or it could be just a little staff retreat. You know, there's a small team, a project team, and you're trying to to go off and have an experience together to create more culture, uh, to learn, to develop, and to actually get really good at focused time, spending time together, thinking about the future together. And I just think there's some concepts out there that I think have been helpful to us and that we've continued to learn over the years. So we're going to share some of that. Yeah. Leaders are vision casters. They have to be. You just can't lead well if you're not doing that. So this was a big vision casting meeting. In fact, we call it within Chick-fil-A next that's the name of the meeting because it is intended to give us a common sense of where we're headed. So are you ready to jump into it? Let's do it. Why don't you start? All right. Let's start with the first set. Now, we would suggest, based on what we've experienced, if you're going to get out there and start talking about the future, trying to cast some vision and get your team energized, maybe it's a great opportunity to change the scenery. And that's exactly what we did. We, we happened to be on a cruise Right, so we took not um, a bad place to change the scenery. No, we we were joking. We we didn't even really have to go anywhere. We just sort of tooled around somewhere near the Bahamas. I think up and down the coast of Florida. <laughs> yeah, we, actually, that's we, what it felt like. Did a couple <laughs> laps around Cuba, maybe. Yeah. We don't know. It didn't really matter. We were having a, the views were good. We were having a good time, and just putting every you know, hey, wear your shorts. You know, uh, getting everybody in that frame of mind. I think really helped set the tone. Um, People are inevitably going to be positive, right? Well, it kind of takes us back to, you know, I think that the bigger idea here is the power of changing your location, your locale, the scenery of a typical 
day in the life of whatever it is that you do, there there is some impact uh, that can happen on your team when you do that. And so, I mean, David, I've seen you do this extremely well with a variety of the teams that you've led, but I mean, take us through that. What's an example of getting out of the office and, and where might be a good example to, to change the scenery a little bit? Yeah, well, I, I want to build on that point. It, it communicates it's not same old, same old business as usual. So, yeah, that's a great message. So to, to answer your question, sometimes it doesn't need to be big and dramatic. You can just uh, borrow space somewhere else. You can go to a co-working space. We love Rome. Here in Atlanta, we have these wonderful Rome co-working spaces around town, and we do a lot of our work there for Mentor, and I know uh, Chick-fil-A uses that a lot as well. And they've designed it to Shout be, out to Peyton Day and David Sires. You can go check out uh, Peyton's uh, podcast. He's been one of our podcast guests in the past, but they have intentionally created uh, spaces that are creative. And I think it's a little, it's more conducive. We've yeah. actually leveraged their space for things like a planning meeting. Yeah. Um, just to get out of the four walls of a typical meeting space that we use each and every day to, to a new environment with honestly, as crazy as it sounds, different designed whiteboards <laughs> yeah. and different color markers. And all of a sudden your environment's a little different. So your creativity may be sparked a little bit more and the dynamics of your team. It allows you to maybe, if you're in a culture that, uh, has to dress up or wear business casual. You can dress down a little bit, and it just changes the dynamics of your team setting. Yeah, and we do not always go on cruises at Chick-fil-A. And a lot of times we're in— <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah, we're in convention centers. But even that's different, and we try to dress those up a little bit. And we do just try to create a vibe where people can breathe and relax and open their minds up to what the future might hold. So— well, and that to me, it kind of runs us in dovetails nicely with the second point, which it, I think you, after you know, thinking through a change of senior or getting out of maybe what you're used to, this next point is being clear about what your compelling or shared vision is. And the reason I think it dovetails nicely is because oftentimes you can help communicate what the what your shared vision is for this season that you're in as a team through an experience. Um, and we've seen that happen. I, I remember a time when we had to think differently. Um, our theme was, our shared vision was, how, how are we as leaders going to think differently? And so we actually went to, what do you call those when you get locked in a room? You have to get oh, yourself... escape room. An escape room. Yeah. And it focused everybody on how we had to think differently about solving problems. And so that was a theme or an experience right off the bat that caused us to kind of focus on this shared vision or this compelling vision of what we need to be working on. And I think we've all talked about the power of a compelling vision. Uh, We've referenced Simon Sinek and the power of why and why it's really important to have a strong, compelling vision for your business. And that is so true. But at the same time, you actually need to think about what's the vision for this meeting? (laughs) What's the vision for this two-day retreat? What are we trying to get out of this? And I can remember a leader um, setting aside some time, and, and the whole theme was how to think about our thinking. Yeah. And it was like we, we dove into these ideas of how do we need to be thinking about our thinking. And so the setting that we went to was kind of a mountain retreat. 
We had a lot more uh, margin time set aside to literally think and ponder, and it all tied us back into this compelling idea or this compelling vision for that two or three day retreat. So I think on the on the grander scale, it's really important to think about an overarching compelling vision and to take these opportunities when you do go off on a retreat setting to remind people what that is. That's really important. But on a smaller scale, it's actually really helpful to say, hey, why are we here? Yeah. Why are we doing this? And what's the purpose of doing this? And is it compelling? Like, does it drive people so that they want to be a part of however long that, if it's two hours, three hours, three days, whatever that needs to look like, what's that compelling or shared vision that you share with your team to, to motivate them to kind of uh, get through the, the two or three days that you're going to be spending time together? You know, one of our fellow leaders here at Chick-fil-A and friend is Mark Miller. And Mark is unbelievable with content. He's written uh, quite a few books, and he's developed all kinds of awesome curriculum on leadership. But he is actually charged with creating the program for this massive event. And I, I think one of the things he's done a great job of is really filtering everything you spend time on at the event to make sure it aligns around this shared vision. Because you could get tempted to go all over the map here, but you want to create focus. Well, to build on that a little bit, I think as leaders, when we do have two or three days set aside, or even maybe even a day, we like to pack it. Yes. We like to pack it with everything that we got to get done for a team. Well, I got to talk to the team about this. We got to talk about, you know, the team about this new technology platform we're supposed to be using for scheduling or sales or whatever that is. But you make a great point. I think you got to start with what what is it that we're trying to accomplish? What's the compelling or shared vision? And filter your activities through that so that they all point to the same direction. I ought to walk away feeling like we've accomplished something that's tied to a shared vision together. Yeah, to Mark's credit, he has taken what we used to do, which is talk about what's right in front of us and what's out there in the future, and he's decoupled those things. And we now have two different events at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And one is in the fall. We talk about what's going to happen in the coming year, and everybody participates. It's not quite as grand, but it's very functional, and, and our operators love it. And then this event you and I just got back from, focused on the future. It's got a completely different vibe, but I think you're right. The focus enables you to walk away uh, with, um, I think, content that's more impactful and you get more uh, alignment around that. Yeah, and it, it's, a, a, it's a really good example because we used to like talk about vision and the future, and then we would tactically talk about, well, how do you do this year's plan? Yeah. And it's like decouple that. Look yes. for opportunities to really filter your content. You may have a whole theme on how to do planning, which may be your compelling vision or your shared vision for that segment, but just focus on planning. Don't sidetrack yourself by getting off track. Be really clear and use that shared vision to filter some of your content. Yep. So if you're the leader thinking about how you're going to energize either your team or your organization around the future, we've said first, change the scenery up. Two, Get a, a compelling and shared vision and focus on it. And then three, I would say one of the things that was really good a couple of weeks ago for us was the transparent communication. Mm -hmm. We had our senior leaders up in front of uh, the whole organization being really, really candid about what was going on in their own personal lives, but candid about the business. 
Uh, one of the things we did this year that I really loved is we had some of our leaders who gave keynote presentations. First of all, they're pretty tight. We've kind of learned from TED Talks, don't drone on and on. I think 20 minutes may be the max. But they gave a keynote presentation, and then separately uh, there was a follow-up Q&A session. And, and Shane, you were actually one of the keynotes, and you did a phenomenal job in your keynote. We're going to come back to that in a moment. But then you had a Q&A session where another person interviewed you, and you were so open. Um, and so you leaned right into hard issues. You even joked about how you were not getting softball questions. You know, really hard issues, but the things that were on people's minds and on their hearts. And you gave really, really candid responses. And it's amazing how that breeds trust uh, amongst the team and helps people uh, get on the same page. Well, you know, kind of going back to this environment that you're trying to create, I, I actually think as leaders, a different environment should uh, encourage you to look for ways to kind of change, you know, the dynamics of the questions that you may even be asked. I mean, in many ways, an environment can encourage you to let your hair down a little bit. Yeah. Um, an environment, a new environment like that can absolutely encourage your team or give the, your team the freedom to ask questions that I would encourage any leader to be a little bit more transparent in asking or answering. And I think sometimes a, a change in that scenery leverage that as a leader to maybe be your opportunity to lean in and be a little bit more transparent because it's not like business as usual. You're kind of in a different setting. Go ahead and lean into that. And I think by doing that, your your team really does warm up uh, to your leadership because you're being forthright. You're opening up. You're sharing your heart. Um, and I think is I mean, honestly, I follow a leader that does this extremely well and I, it's super helpful for me because it allows me to go kind of get on the inside and see what they're thinking. And I think we have an opportunity as leaders to do that more of the time. Yeah. You know, we went from a presentation, which is very much just a, a one-way form of communication. The Q&A was much more two-way in part because we invited uh, our operators, the, the folks at the meeting, to submit questions. I think we used a simple app called Slido. And we were able to get the questions. They kind of vote on which ones they're most interested. And, and therefore, you addressed what we really believe was top of mind mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. It's, um, I do think it's, it's important when you pull away from the business to create some portion of the day where they can ask their leader any question they want. Yep. And I think that's a really important uh, piece of feedback that I've received early on was, hey, if we're going to be if we're going to take some time to get away, can you create some time where we just have time to ask you any question? And that has really helped. And I know you do that. You model that well. I think as leaders, we have a chance to model that, especially if we're setting aside time, set aside enough time to where the folks that are following you are able to say, hey, I got something on my heart I've been chewing on. What's your perspective on this? And it gives you a chance to be a little bit more transparent because of the setting as well. So if possible, go from rows to a circle. And that's oh, not, yeah, it's great. And that's not always possible, depending upon how many people are there, but at least figuratively, can you kind of get from rows to circle where it just feels 
open. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And we've talked a lot about transparency. It reminds me, I'll just say this and we'll move on. I love the book Naked. Our, um, our friend Pat Lencioni talks about the importance of leaders being transparent. So if that's something you want to dig deeper into, check out Pat's book. But let's go to our next point. We've talked about uh, the scenery, change of scenery, shared and compelling vision, and then the importance of transparent communication. Let's talk about uh, culture. So unpack this next point for us, Shane. So I, I think any time you have uh, a period of time you've set aside and you're with your team, I think you have a chance to infuse a culture. And that can happen a variety of different ways. But, in, you know, just taking a page out of the book four uh, from Jeff Henderson, a uh, famous author and speaker, and also co-host of this show and co-founder. So, Jeff, there's your plug right there. But the book that he most— Definitely my favorite book, too, it's... Shane. <laughs> Sorry. There's an inside joke there. We're trying to get more, more professionals out there to say that one of the best books they've read this year is the book Four by Jeff Henderson. So help us do that on it, his behalf. It's though. a race for second at it's this point. It's a race— it is a race for a second. But as I think about the power of that book, and all kidding aside, that book has really transformed the way that I've been thinking about what I want the culture of our team to be known for and the gap between what we want to be known for and what we actually are known for. Yeah. And I think sometimes as leaders, we have a chance to recalibrate and reset and to remind what culture it is that we're trying to create as a team. And I think you've got to lean into that. Um, and you got to look for ways to do that. And so, for example, if you were trying to create a culture uh, where people felt cared for, you need to think through how is that going to show itself throughout the course of the day or throughout the course of two days. And your mind's probably spinning. Well, there's a variety of things you can do. You can handwrite notes that, you know, Jeff Henderson actually recommends. You can handwrite notes to people. You could show up in creative and spontaneous ways of acts of kindness or acts of care. There's a variety of things that you can do, but you have to decide what is it that you want your culture to be and then how are you going to work on it and leverage this time that you've set aside to do just that? So if it's, you know, I can remember we, we took a visit maybe um, years ago, I went to Oakley, and it was dominate the competition. That was their culture. And so anytime they had a meeting, there was competitive games, there was this energy about the team, and it was all about competition. And the reason they did that is because they wanted to make sure they leveraged those meetings to really work on their culture together. And so no matter what that looks like for you as an individual or as a team, I think taking some time, setting aside some time and being intentional about creating that culture is really helpful. Yeah, if I can build on that, we've learned a lot about trust. So if you're a leader unpacking um, a vision for the future and you want your team or group or business to rally around that, if, if it's going to happen, you probably need to feel like you're all for one another, right? Yeah. You, we see that in all kinds of settings. Sports teams where there's dissension, they tend not to elevate their performance. Uh, certainly you, you think about it when you think about the military and how they're for one another. We don't leave one behind. 
when they're cohesive, that's when they accomplish the, the most challenging missions. So it would really be a miss if you gathered everybody up and you talk a lot about the what in terms of where you're going, but you don't talk about how you relate to one another. Well, you, you kind of go back to we, we just had the experience to go to the Super Bowl together. And it was, yeah, pretty, it was, it was pretty spectacular. But it's fascinating as you see those teams on the field, they're all trying to win. They're yeah. all trying to compete. But, you know, oftentimes what you see in the best teams is they have a culture that's about each other. It's for each other. They're, they're helping. They're watching. They're, they're, they've got each other's backs. They're in the foxhole together. They're thinking about their own team and how they help their team be successful individually and collectively. And so I, I love this idea of creating a culture or not missing the opportunity to make sure that people know that you're for them and that you're for the team and, and working on that culture together. So I, I think there's a variety of ways that you can do that. I mean, one of the things that we talk uh, a good bit about uh, as of late is just how do we care for each other? What does that look like? And, and one of the thoughts that we've shared over time is that, you know, when we are able to care a little bit more for people, people feel cared for. Yeah. And so look for ways with your team to care a little bit more. Um, there's a great book out there called The Human Brand, and it's, it talks about how as human beings, we actually translate um, how we feel about like sports teams and companies and brands and even people through the connection of two ideas. And it's uh, really two activities. It's competence and warmth. Think about that. Yeah. Competence is around like execution Warmth may be tied more to like engagement, but if you think about, well, I'll just use a Chick-fil-A drive-through experience. I mean, if you go through the drive-through, you want that person to be friendly. You want that person to be warm. And when they are, that's, that's a check. Got it. You also want your order to be right. You want it to be fast. And most importantly, you want it to be accurate. And, and that's competence. That's that execution. And when you combine those two things, that's how we feel care. Yep. That's how we feel cared for. If you think about a relationship, how is your team feeling cared for? Are you creating that kind of culture, and are you leveraging the time that you've set aside to do just that? How, what would you have to do to make sure that the meeting is well executed, but there's also high engagement, or they feel warmth, they feel like that kindness? It's the combination of those two things that allow a team to feel cared for. And as leaders... That's one of the most important things we do. We, we have to lean into those opportunities to ensure that our teams feel cared for and that we have their best interests at heart. Yeah, even the best strategies without a healthy culture, you're not going to get the same level of performance. Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely true. All right, so let's, let's get to the last point, and then we'll end up recapping all five before we wrap up here. It's, it's really around the idea of, hey, if we're all going to get together and we want to make this a meaningful time, let's have a little bit of fun. And I'll share just a bit to set that up, and then I'll let you run with it. Uh, someone shared with me recently, if you're trying to convey content, if you give people just words, it's going to resonate at one level. If you can give them visuals... Um, beyond the words, they'll understand process and retain that content even more. But if you give them an immersive experience, uh, then it really starts mm. to kind of get in there deep. And so that's, I think, where fun comes into play. Uh, it should not be drudgery. Well, and it should be something that I want to do versus I have to do. Amen. Uh, is this another meeting? I, I have to show up because I'm getting paid to do so. What kind of experience can you 
can you put together or create where if they didn't get paid, they may show up anyway. Wow. Wow. That's like a different approach. And so what would you have to do to where they walk away from that experience and go, man, I just enjoyed today. Today, I didn't think about work. I just... I really enjoyed what I got to do, and I, I think that does come down to the es- this essence of just creating and making fun. Well, you know, you hear people gripe about having to go to meetings all the time. It just feels like uh, so mundane, and um, it sucks the life out of me. But let's go back to our, our Chick-fil-A gathering with our operators every year. There was a year we tried to do something different, right? Just let's mix it up. But it, it's not an inexpensive gathering, you know, bringing people from all over the country together in a, a good setting. So we tried to run something different, and you remember what happened? They did not like it. Mm-mm. So you got people saying, no, we want our meeting back. That's the kind of meeting you yeah, want to have. that is absolutely We've right. got to get together. We want to connect with our fellow operators. We want to be inspired. We want uh, a vision for the future. And uh, so that's incredibly affirming and therefore makes uh, the investment of time and energy and money that we put behind it, I think, worth it. So our founder, Truett Cathy, had a, a saying uh, I've never uh, never forgotten it, quite honestly, but he talked about uh, the importance of taking what you do seriously, but never taking yourself too seriously. So think about that. I yep. mean, you as as a leader and as leaders, we have to take very seriously the work that we've been charged to do, um, the meetings that we're putting together, the stewardship of those meetings and the resources necessary to pull off those meetings. We have to take that work very seriously. But we don't have to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. And what that means is, are you willing to let your hair down, have a, a good time, have the appropriate amount of fun, uh, engage, create an experience that people want to come to versus feel obligated to come to? And so take what we do. Let's take what we do real seriously, but let's not take ourselves too seriously. And let's have fun doing it because when that shows itself, when you exemplify that as a leader, people respond to that. Um, and they'll want to come back for more. That's yeah. the other thing, because yeah. you don't want to just do one of these and go, oh, my gosh, we got to go to another retreat. Make, take, be, I mean, be super intentional about creating that right kind of experience. And, and so that's really the spirit of the day was helping people do that. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really helpful for me because it's a great reminder, um, as I've got a retreat coming up, to be thinking about these five principles. So, Dave, if you don't mind, recap for us what we talk about today. Yep. Well, again, you're trying to energize your team around the future. One, change the scenery. Two, make sure you've got a a compelling and shared vision that you think the team's going to all rally around. Uh, Be transparent in your communication and set up a time where you feel like you can get real, the team can get real. You want to focus on culture, and you want a, a culture that feels like we're all really for one another and we're in this together. And then you got to have fun. We like to say a lot around uh, around here, if you're not having fun, you're not, you're not doing, doing it right. right. So uh, if you can't check the fun box, you got to do a little more work. Amen. Hey, uh, I want to thank uh, all of our listeners for taking the time to join the Executive Mind Podcast, encourage you to tell somebody else about it, and then also uh, go check out our website, which is wearementor.mn mentor.co. We'll post this on the show notes. And it's, uh, we are MNTR. That's how we do mentor. My wife has been mocking me for that. She, she says we took the vowels out. It's creative, Mallory. That's right. It's creative. That's right. Yeah. If you go there, um, you will have fun because you'll see some awkward 
pictures of of some of us um, were like mid word in a video and they screenshot it and we look really funny, but we are launching something called the Mentor Network. And so go to this website, check it out and see if the Mentor Network, where you get additional content and you can ask questions and you can engage uh, with us on an ongoing basis is of interest to you beyond the podcast. It's like having a mentor in your pocket. There you go. You, you got you got the access. And if you've got questions, we're here to answer those questions. And uh, we'd love that being on this journey together. So we're really excited about the launch of this new uh potential opportunity for many of our listeners out there. So looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Executive Minds podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. For more show notes and helpful resources, visit executiveminds.co. That's executiveminds.co.